In a society where sin is the norm, where do we draw the line when it comes to exposing our children to popular culture? We'll talk about that next. Welcome to Grace Overflowing with your hosts, Gene Dennis and Nina Jones. This podcast on faith, family, and culture is brought to you by Heritage of Truth, where we help you nurture lifelong confidence in biblical truth. Find us online at genedennis.com. That's J-E-A-N-N-E-D-E-N-N-I-S.com. Welcome to Grace Overflowing. I'm Jean. And I'm Nina. And today we're going to be talking about raising kids in today's culture. I know that's a huge topic. We're going to tackle some parts of it anyway. I raised my daughter in the 80s and 90s. And here you are in the in the new century. The and roaring 20s. <laughs> the roaring 20s. What do you see as particular challenges? For me, one of the biggest challenges is finding that balance between where you want your kids to be exposed to the world and where you want to keep them out of the world. That's a tough one. It is hard. It's it's knowing that line of you don't want your children to be sheltered because then they can't relate to the world. And, you know, Jesus tells us to be fishers of men. And if we don't know anything about the world that we live in, especially culturally, we can't witness to people. We can't relate to them. And as Christians, we have to be able to relate to the lost and the world. We we have to be relevant. And again, that's not to say that you want to just throw your kids to the wolves and expose them to everything, but it's hard to decide what that line is. And I think at the end of the day, it's just what's best for your family. What you feel the Lord has laid on your heart is okay and not okay. God is okay with culture. Mm-hmm. We know that. The Bible's full of it. If nothing else, the whole book of Psalms, Song of Solomon, a lot of Proverbs, poetry, there's no sin in enjoying culture. Look at look at how many famous composers were Christians. Oh, yeah. And, and one of my favorites is Bach. Yes. Oh, perfect. Perfect example. Yes. So, and, and he always wrote to the glory of God at the end of yes, every composition. Yes. Oh, love. And that's. I feel like that's a perfect example of how... Culture is not a bad thing. Letting your kids be a part of the world when it comes to cultural aspects of it, I don't think that's a bad thing. Mm -hmm. There is a line that we have to watch. We have to decide what are we okay with our kids seeing and hearing and, and what are we okay with them experiencing. But I feel like, too, when we shelter our kids, we're not doing them any favors. We're, mm-hmm. not, we're not showing them how to handle the real world, so mm-hmm. to speak. Yeah, And when they become adults and they leave your home, how are they going to handle, are they going to be shell-shocked with mm-hmm. sin? So I feel like to a point, we have to expose certain things and just pray about what that line is for you and your family. Mm-hmm. As an example, when I was a teenager, I was very sheltered. I was only among my own church. I went to a parochial school. And when I went to college, I was in total shock. I thought the whole world thought the way I did. Mm -hmm. It was the influences in college that caused me to totally reject everything I'd ever learned. I rejected God, and it wasn't until later in my 30s that I I actually was saved. It's so important for kids to understand. Like One of the things that was popular when we were homeschooling our daughter was having the students study opposing viewpoints. Mm -hmm. 
when they actually studied the opposing viewpoints and they checked out the arguments, they could make their own choices, their own decisions, then what they believed would be a reasoned faith. Mm, that's good. Yeah, that's good. I, I know, you know, talking about when you were in college, I had kind of a similar experience, but I, I was public schooled, mm-hmm. so I wasn't completely blind, but the difference between the high school exposure and the college exposure. I didn't really make good friends in college because I, I went to college in my ta- in my hometown. I kind of stayed in touch with my high school friends. But just the opinions, I can remember sitting in college classes and we had a sociology professor one time. He said, on a three by five index card, you're going to bring me a topic tomorrow, politically, socially, something that you feel very passionately about. And you're going to write your term paper on it. And I thought, okay, great. Well, at the time, two years prior, I had been national spokesperson for the National Right to Life for the state of Florida. Mm -hmm. And so I had a speech that I had given. And I mean, the National Right to Life sent me to Pittsburgh and I gave my speech in Pittsburgh. It was a really big thing in my life was being anti-abortion and pro-life. And so I wrote on that index card how pro-life I was and I turned it into my professor. And the next day in class, he handed us back our cards and said, okay, now you're going to write me your term paper on the opposing topic on your Mm -hmm. card. And instantly I was like, not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. And I approached him after class and very respectfully said, can I please change my topic? Because I cannot, I cannot write a paper that's pro-choice when I feel so passionately about how wrong that is. Mm -hmm. And he said, no, you can't change your topic. And I said, I'm really sorry that I'm going to drop your class because I'm not writing that paper. And so he finally wiggled, you know, and he let me do it on government conspiracy, which was a whole different ball game. But in my mind at, I think I was 18 years old, sitting in a college class and abortion just being no big deal, that was, that was a major shell shock for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad of that now that it was so shocking. And I guess that would have been our line of that's an exposure that, you know, obviously you want your kids to understand how wrong it is, but... I was glad that I was so not desensitized, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense, that I was so shocked by the fact that you want me to write a paper telling you how abortion is a good idea. You're crazy. Mm -hmm. So that was one place that I was really happy that God was involved. (laughs) It took courage to stand against that professor, and I'm glad you did. I was petrified. I'm not going to lie. I was Mm -hmm. petrified because I knew, and this was a professor that was not going to budge, and he did for me, but it just... Wow, that was a culture shock for me, going from being in a Christian family and being very active in my church to going to a liberal college. And I was a public schooled kid. I mm-hmm. never, I didn't homeschool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, public schools, even 10, 15 years ago, were very different from what they're becoming now. Completely different. Yeah. Oh, my word. I've got mm-hmm. nieces and nephews in public school, and some of the stuff they talk about and things that go on is just. Wow. (laughs) How can we have our kids involved in the culture and still protect them from learning too much too soon Mm -hmm. and protecting their innocence? So an example that I um, read somewhere was this person was talking about their kid had a TV show that they really liked. Mm -hmm. And they came home and sat down and watched the show with the kid and and the storyline was good, so the parents kind of got into it and, you know, was watching it with them. But the female characters in the show were wearing next to nothing. They were wearing, mm. and it was a cartoon. 
But the female characters in the show were all wearing basically bikinis. Mm-hmm. And the way that the parents dealt with that was they explained to their son, who I think he was maybe nine or 10. I remember it being about the age of my oldest son. Mm-hmm. And they explained to their son, hey, you know, the way she's dressed is completely inappropriate. And the kid was cool with that. Like, yeah, you're right. That's a little. Eh. But then they went along with it. And I just that to me was kind of neat that. They explained to their child, you know, that's inappropriate. The child knew it was inappropriate, but it wasn't a huge deal. Mm-hmm. And I feel like sometimes, too, as as Christian parents, as homeschool parents, sometimes we make big deals out of things that shouldn't be, and we make light of things that should be bigger. Mm-hmm. But then, too, we have to be aware of the sensitivities of the child, too. Right, exactly. Yeah, because some... I know one young man who is very sensitive to girls not wearing enough clothing. Right. Yeah, he gets very upset. Yeah, and that's that's a case-by-case basis. And again, Mm -hmm. it's what what you feel the Lord has led you and your family to accept and to not accept. Yeah. And music, music is another perfect example. Just about every music out there outside of the Christian radio station, and even some of that is just, wow, it is mind-blowing that... Are you kidding me? That's not even music anymore. The way you guys are talking, if my mama, if I spoke like that as a kid, I would have eaten an amethyst ring. I would have been backhanded. And it's just the normal music to hear on the radio. Mm -hmm. But even then, I mean, on our Christian music stations, yes, it's clean, but there's even stuff on our Christian music stations where the doctrine is off the wall. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you can't not let your kids hear or see any of that because then they don't know how to handle it when they're on their own. But on the same token, you have to do your due diligence and you have to address what's right and what's wrong. And again, it's a case by case. If you know that your child is a little more sensitive to language or whatever it may be, then that's your line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like my daughter when she was young couldn't handle horror type things. Right. Yeah, they would give her terrible nightmares. And one time she disobeyed and watched one at a friend's house. Boy, she paid for it. Mm-hmm. That's Hey, you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of natural consequences. <laughs> That's my 10-year-old will tell you that one. Yeah, she what have we learned? She had bad <laughs> dreams for months after watching that movie she wasn't yeah. supposed to watch. At the end of the day, like I said, you you your kids have to be exposed to a point Mm-hmm. Or they're just not going to be relevant to the lost. You can't witness to someone and lead them to the Lord if you can't even find a common denominator to talk about. Mm-hmm. And most lost people are not going to go, oh my goodness, did you hear what the pastor said in church Sunday? Wasn't that <laughs> profound? No, they're going to say, hey, did you watch the game Saturday? Or hey, did you see that movie on Netflix? Or whatever mm-hmm. you're watching, listening to, whatever. That's how you're going to relate to people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think it's really important for us as parents, grandparents, to seek the Lord's wisdom on this, to pray so that we know where to draw the line. Absolutely. First and foremost. Yeah. We're going to take a break right now and we'll be right back. Are your children afraid to go to sleep at night? Even older children can struggle with nighttime anxiety. The ebook, Help Your Child Sleep Without Fear, offers a proven plan to help children trust God at night instead of giving in to fear. Just remember Jesus loves you. Download your free copy today at jeandennis.com slash bedtime. 
Recently, I interviewed Stephen Burnett and Jared Moore, who wrote a book called The Pop Culture Parent. Okay. Yes, that was the reference I was making to the boy with the TV show. Oh, okay. It's from there. Right. <laughs> Why don't we play a little bit of that interview right now? So, something important is, you know, when they're young, children, they want what their parents' pop culture choices are. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they basically watch what parents, you can kind of get away with it when they're young. Whatever daddy likes or liked when he was a kid, he shows it to the kids right. and they <laughs> like it too. And so, it, you know, you enjoy that time. But as your children age, they're going to start making their own pop culture selections. Mm-hmm. And it's essential that parents, instead of just sending the kid to their room and letting them enjoy their pop culture and us enjoying ours, mm-hmm. something I would recommend, like in our house, there's only one television and it's in the living room. And so if pop culture is going on, we're all participating in it together. Mm-hmm. And so that means daddy doesn't get to watch what he wants most of the time. Yeah. And so, I mean, I could, you know, you, you know, you could do that, but I want to be in my children's world and help to train them in, in their uh, particular pop culture. Um, you know, there's a reason why they're liking those stories. And if they're drawn to it, I want to help train them in things that they enjoy for God's glory. And I think children really participate and really enjoy that because, you know, they I realize as they get older, they want to break away from us, which is biblical. Right. They need to be men and women. They're becoming men and women. Um, But as they break away, uh, as long as they're in our household, we need to make effort to build that relationship with our children, to continue that relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's the only way you can disciple them is if. You have their ear, and one way you can have their ear is by loving them enough to to go and enter their world, their popular cultural world, mm-hmm. and to teach them to enjoy Christ above all there. You can watch our entire three-part interview with Jared and Stephen by going to our website, genedennis.com slash blog. So I wrote a couple of notes when I was reading through it, and one note that I wrote was, it's okay for our kids to see sin. It's how we teach them how to handle it. And there again, I cannot emphasize this enough. You as the parent have to decide which sins you're okay with your kids seeing Mm -hmm. and use your common sense. Right. But you can't, we can't hide our kids from everything. We just can't do it. Yeah. But at the same time, we don't want them to dwell on it either. No, you don't. You address it and you move on. Right, exactly. Because if they dwell on it, then it starts becoming an issue. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and two, when you dwell on things, you become desensitized to it. Mm-hmm. And it's easier to think about it, and it's not as shocking anymore. And now it's just kind of the normal thing. Mm-hmm. And that's not okay either. Right, so exactly. And that's kind of the way our culture has trained us to accept a lot of things, mm-hmm. little by little by little. Mm-hmm. Like one of the things that, that I noticed when I was young uh, there was bewitched, mm-hmm. you know. So witchcraft is now a very much acceptable thing, mm-hmm. even the hallmark. And it's funny because has a, a series of witch on witchcraft and bewitched. When I was a kid, was just the cleanest thing you could watch. There wasn't a thing with it. It was clean TV, except in the Bible, it's an abomination to God. Mm-hmm. Society has made very much light of it. Mm-hmm. We don't need to be legalistic. We shouldn't be legalistic. Yeah. But at the same time, we need to honor what God has taught in the Bible, what right. he has, has said. And if he says witchcraft is an abomination, then we shouldn't make it fun. 
No, I agree. You're you're absolutely right. We cannot make light of sin. But at the same token, we have to make sure that the kids know how to handle it when they come into the world. Yes, exactly. They but, have to be educated to a point. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, when I was in college, it was a really big deal for people to be smoking pot, smoking marijuana. And I remember one time I was at a party, and the host of the party pulled me into a room, and, and she said, Everybody wants to know if it's okay if they smoke. Well, at that time, people smoked indoors all the time. Right. And and I just thought they meant cigarettes. I didn't know the difference. And she says, no, smoke, pot. And I didn't realize I could also be held guilty by the police if they were caught yeah. just because I was in the building. And I didn't even know that. I was so innocent you know, <laughs> when it came to that stuff. I wasn't in the culture enough to even understand what she was talking about. That's not a bad thing either. <laughs> yeah, I know. It shocked me that she would smoke yeah. pot. I was not prepared. I did not know what to do with that. Right. So it would have helped if somebody had said to me, look, somebody might tell Down you the that they're going to be smoking pot, but you will be considered guilty of doing it, even if you didn't, if you're in the building, in the room, whatever. Yeah. So you need to get out of there if they do. Yeah. I wish someone had told me that. Nothing happened, but I, I didn't know. I guess basically the point that I'm trying to get across is we can't shelter our kids, but we still have to protect them. And at the end of the day, it is between your family and the Lord on where that line is. Mm. And there again, if you have a child who is very sensitive to scary movies or what someone is wearing or what they're hearing on the radio, then that's your job as a parent to discern that Mm -hmm. and to handle that the way that the Lord would have you handle that. Mm -hmm. But there again, we can't keep our kids in boxes Mm-hmm. And, and the other thing is when they are exposed to something that they're not ready for, we have to then sit down with them and right. talk about it and help them deal yes. with it. Yes, you have to address it. You have to deal with it. You cannot brush it under a rug either. Mm-hmm. Why don't you close us with a prayer, Nina? Sure. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. And God, we are so thankful, Lord, that Lord, you give us an appreciation for culture, Lord, through art and music and writing and reading. And Lord, all these great talents that you've given people. Father, we thank you that, Lord, you've given us these things to enjoy. And Father, we ask that you would give us wisdom and discernment, Father, on where our children should participate in the pop culture, Lord, and where we should draw that line and say no. Lord, we pray that you would... Show us clearly your will, Father, how you would have it done, Lord Jesus. We pray that we would honor you in all of our decisions as parents. We love you and we worship you. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Do you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior? If not, would you like to? Stay tuned to the end of this broadcast for a special message just for you. Thank you for spending time with us today. Write us with your questions, suggestions, and comments at graceoverflowingpodcast at gmail.com. We'd also love to connect with you on social media. You can join our Grace Overflowing Podcast Facebook group or connect with us on Twitter, Instagram, or Pinterest. If you like what you've heard, please leave a positive review and subscribe. May God bless you and your family as you grow closer to Him. Friend, this is Jean Dennis. 
My co-host Nina and I have the unspeakable joy of knowing God personally. Do you know Him? If not, you can. But you need to understand something first. You see, all of us have broken God's law. All have sinned, and we deserve God's punishment. Why? Because God is holy beyond our imagination. Even our good deeds are filthy compared to His perfection. We can never be good enough for heaven, no matter what we do. Only people who have been cleansed and forgiven by God Himself can enter His presence. We would have been left in a hopeless situation, except that God provided a way. That way, the only way, is Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, so that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Jesus took our sins onto Himself, as if He were the guilty one. He suffered our rightful punishment when He died on the cross, so we could be cleansed and covered with His holiness. Then He rose from the dead, conquering death, so we could live forever with Him. Jesus wants to save you. He wants to make you His. He offers salvation as a free gift. You can't pay for it. You can't earn it. You just have to humbly admit you're a sinner, turn away from your sin, and commit to follow Him. Then He'll make you a new creation and give you the Holy Spirit to empower you to live a godly life. I pray you'll accept God's free gift and then tell everyone you know about your new life in Jesus Christ. If we can help you, contact us at graceoverflowingpodcast at gmail.com.